This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Audio drama in the age of Arthur. TheTableRound.com Then, in the boyhood of the year, Sir Lancelot and Guinevere rode through the coverts of the deer with blissful treble ringing clear. Legends of the Table Round Chapter 7 Tales of Knight Errantry In the months following the final defeat of the Saxons, King Arthur takes up court and oversees the building of his new capital city as Britain enjoys its first summer of peace in almost 20 years. But a land free from war is not necessarily a land free from adventure. King Lot, what report do I have from my most loyal guardian of the northern reaches? Pacified, or annihilated, whichever you prefer. I'd prefer peace over annihilation. Words, words, words. For this new capital of yours, I'll build you a wall of dead Picts twenty feet high. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. I will need you to chop off the bandit leader's head. Who? Huil Mab Kaw. Huil is still causing trouble? I thought we dealt with him and his raiders. He made peace with us. He broke it. As you commanded, I offered him peace twice more, each time he accepted and broke the peace at the first chance. You know, he still has his harpers sing about how he stabbed you in the knee. Oh, for... that was years ago. (laughs) All the picks call you Arthur the Lame. What? I was walking again in a week. I've always said you can't trust a Pictish man. How did you finally get him? Eh, we routed his men at the Isle of Man, and he surrendered. Probably thought we'd make peace with him again. No, three betrayals is too many. We travel to Lothian in the spring. There I will deal with him. <laughs> Excellent. Now, with the High King's permission, I will take my leave. The fine hunting of Caerleon's woodlands is calling to me. Good hunting, my most trusted friend. Bring us back a fat boar. Tell that sour-faced brother of yours to stoke the fires. There'll be a feast tonight. You handled that well. Where did you come from? I was being unobtrusive. King Lot of Orkney is disturbed by my presence. He doesn't bear me much love either. It's odd to have someone kneel to me who once said on the battlefield he'd use my skull as a goblet. Now, war and peace both create strange bedfellows. <sighs> yeah. I wish he burnt a few less picked villages. But at least we don't have civil war any longer. Well, the games kings play are full of compromise. Compromise. I was hoping after Baden not to have to decapitate another person. But how can I rule a kingdom if my subjects are free to break their oaths without penalty? I don't know. So, how are things going in our new capital? 
surprisingly well. The main keep will be ready by the end of summer, the cathedral not long after. No plans as of yet for a wall of dead pigs. <laughs> and will it be ready for the wedding? Yes. Oh, good. I'm sure Guinevere will be able to add that finishing touch to turn a drab fort into a glorious castle. Indeed, a woman's touch, as they say. That's what the kingdom needs. No more swords and fire. It's time to grow. To plant our gardens. Build some churches. You chose wisely for this new city of yours. The temple is built on sacred ground. How so? Once it was an ancient copse of hawthorn trees where rites were performed to the old spirits of the air and earth. Then the Romans came, they recognized the power of that place and built their altar to perform sacrifices to their bull god. Now it will be the foundation for the grand house of worship for the gentle carpenter. Times change, but the land remembers. This is a good omen, then. Marvellous. We could speak more on this, but I must go. One of your knights needs you, and I need to see to some elixirs I left fermenting. Very dangerous unattended. Wait, what do you mean one of my knights needs me? Merlin... My king... You... Sir Sagramore, what in God's name happened to you? There's... there's a knight out there. Across the river, ask from Carleon. He wore his helmet closed and his shield bore no crest. He said if I wanted to cross the fort, I had to joust him. And, uh, I'm assuming it didn't go well. We jousted three runs. The first two were evenly matched. But on the third, his lance struck me true and knocked me from my horse. <sighs> I think I have a good-sized splinter of his spear in my shoulder. Someone get an apothecary. It'll keep, sire. As I was laying on the ground, head ringing and bleeding a good bit, this unknown knight comes up to me and helps me to my feet. He then gives me a boost up onto my horse and instructs me to go and tell King Arthur that I had been bested by a knight who showed me great mercy and gentleness. He made me promise to use those exact words. That's odd. I suppose. Well, I'd better go and deal with this. Sir Lucan, we'll have to hold off on luncheon. Grifflet, uh, run down to the stables and tell them to saddle up Hengroen. Yes, sire. You shouldn't ride out there, my lord. It is beneath you. Well, someone has to do it, Sagramore. Um, let me, sire. Pardon? Let me go out there. I shall challenge this mystery knight. You can't go, Grifflet. You're just a squire. Please let me, sire. I would be shamed to stand back while my king sullies his hands with this... this... trifle. Grifflet, you cannot do this if you are not a knight. So I need to knight you. Bravery is to be commended. Now hurry up then, Neil. In the name of God, St. Michael and St. George, dispense justice, protect ladies, something, something, be good, tap, 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 I name thee knight. 
Arise, Sir Grifflet. I, I will try to be worthy, Your Highness. I know you will be. Now promise me, win or lose, you are only to ride one tilt with this knight. I won't see you crippled on your first day. As you wish it. Now, go get armoured up and show this mysterious jouster what Arthur's knights can do. Are you hurt? Nothing a few weeks of... Ow. Laying perfectly still won't cure. Uh, What happened? The knight at the river. He's... He's pretty good. His first joust sent me flying off my horse. Must have landed on a rock or something. Gave me some wine. Helped me back up on my mount. And then he even handed me up my shield. He bade me ride here and tell you, sire, that I was unhorsed by a knight of the utmost courtesy and clemency. Well, this particularly well-mannered knight is beating on all my bravest men. You rest up, Sir Grifflet. Let me take your shield to hide my identity. I want to get a measure of this man before I clear him off my river. to you, sir. Do you wish to pass the river? As is my right. This is the king's river, and he allows free passage. The king is not here, but I am. If you wish to pass, you must engage in honorable combat with me. You only have the one lance. Let me assure you, I have several to share if you need. Thank you, I suppose. You... Bear the same coat of arms as a young knight I defeated earlier today. You are his kin? I hope he was not hurt too badly. He'll be fine. (laughs) Shall we? Indeed. Another pass? Of course. Ready? Ready. I'll live. Now that I've defeated you, may I ask your name and business? Yes, sir. I have nothing to hide. I am Sir Balin, called the Savage. I was exiled by the High King because of my terrible rage. I thought by besting his knights and then showing them only the finest courtesy, I might prove to the king I was worthy to return to his service. (laughs) Damn you, man! Is it not bad enough? You ruined my plans to redeem myself. Now you have to mock me. (laughs) No, you fool. I am King Arthur. No! My king, I... I'm sorry. I... You have nothing to be sorry for, Pauline. 
I might wish you'd found a less confrontational way to show it, but the shepherd is never happier than when a sheep returns to the flock. So, am I forgiven, my king? Of course. I couldn't be more pleased. Come, Sir Balin, let us ride back to Caerleon. There is room for you with my companions. Thank you, my king. You won't regret this. Please never make me. Now, let's go eat. You're probably going to want to be extra polite to Griffith and Sagramore. You gave them both a good trouncing, but I imagine their pride is hurt worse than their bodies. all this then? Two knights are fighting each other to the death. There's a lot of that going around these days. We're all getting a bit stir-crazy with all this peace. Can't you stop them? I'll give it a try. What are they fighting about? Me. They're fighting over my love. Love? My love. Now that's always the problem, isn't it? Noble knight, give me thy sword. If I fall upon it, that will end this senseless conflict. Let go of that. No one is falling on a sword. Let me die. Eternity's sweet embrace calls to me. Let go of that. It's sharp. But I must. Stop it. Now show me where these two knights are. Oh, yonder meadow. You there? Are you one of the knights fighting over this here damsel? I am, sire. Where's the other one? Riding yon pony. A dwarf? I... Oh, so you're the big man, huh? Going around jousting dwarfs. I'll have you know he challenged me. What? Indeed. To the death. Have at you. Put down that axe, sir. My honor thirsts for blood. What is wrong with you people? Do you know who I am? I am Kay, Seneschal to the High King. I slew the King of Norway in single combat. I know you, sir. I fought with you at the Battle of Agned. I know you too, sir. You're the King's grumpy brother. It's good we all know each other. Now, neighbor, do you want to fight me? I would not raise a hand to my King's brother. Right then. Now, Dwarf, do you want to fight me? I'm a little busy right now, battling for my lady love. Eep! Now, <clears throat> since neither of you are willing to fight me, then I demand you don't fight each other. Oh, go on. Let us ride one tilt. No tilts! Oh, come on. Just one little tilt. No tilts! There will be no tilting today. Stop with the tilts. All right, then. How do we determine who wins her? I don't really care. Well, she has to leave with one of us. Does she? Can't she just go home? I would sooner die. Fine. Then who do you want to ride off with? What? 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 You heard me. Pick one and be quick about it. That's unheard of. It might be unchristian. Just do it. I'm not sure I know how. You want me to pick for you? Well, no. Then hurry up and choose. 
<laughs> oh, dwarf knife, for good or ill, I choose thee. <laughs> Farewell, wretches. <laughs> I can't believe she picked the dwarf. Who can explain what women want? They're mysterious creatures. But he's so ugly and short. Come on, neighbor. Ride with me a while. We'll find some adventure to take your mind off of it. Thank you, sir. It's just that... He's a dwarf. Mm. Let's go. We should arrive before luncheon tomorrow, my lady. My ladies bid me ask you, is there a lady who holds your favor? Right now they are all tripping over themselves to get you to even glance at them, and growing quite frustrated. I am sorry for that, but no, there is no lady for me. And why is that? Everyone tells me you are the most excellent of the king's knights. That is not for me. I live only for the quest. The quest? The quest for what? The only true quest. The quest for perfection. The unceasing struggle to be the epitome of knighthood, in body, in mind, and in soul. I have forsaken my kingdom over the sea. This armor is my only home. I shall rest in no bed twice as long as there is injustice in Arthur's realm. Hmm. And when all injustice is stamped out, what then? That is where the real struggle would begin, for the true struggle is in ourselves. So this ceaseless pursuit of perfection leaves no room in your heart for devotion to any lady? There is one. Tell me, where in all of God's creation is there a lady worthy of your time, sir? I am devoted to you, my lady. Me? Are you teasing me? Never. Then how do you mean? I am devoted to you, for you are the queen and finest of all women. I will see you in all ladies and seek to serve as best I may. All my victories and glory are dedicated to you, my lady and my queen. I see. And as long as you leave, I shall love no other. Hello, this is Joe Newberry, and I played the knight dueling the dwarf. The only history written by someone who would have been a contemporary of a historic King Arthur was the work On the Ruin and Conquest of Britain by St. Gildaeus. But Gildaeus never made mention of any Arthur. Later tales claim that Gildaeus' brother, Wheel Mabcar, was beheaded by Arthur, and that revenge was the reason Gildaeus failed to mention the king. As is the case with many legends, the truth is lost in the mists of time. Written by Morgan Zed Soule. Produced by Lindsay Smith. King Arthur was played by Chandler Walpole. Sabalin was Charles Marchione. T.J. Lloyd was Grifflet. And Sagramore was Danny Curls. Merlin was played by Blair Palmer Lee. The dwarf was David Kendall. And the knight was Joe Newbury. 
Also featuring the voice talents of Cynthia Blumberg as the damsel, Greg Clancy as King Lot, and Thomas McCutcheon as Kay. Your narrator was Nicola Branch. In the next chapter of the immortal tales of the Table Round, there are many goings-on in the kingdom, as all people, noble or peasant, knight or damsel, eagerly await the marriage of the king. A man learns a lot about himself once he's dead, learns a lot about his friends and family too. I left just two friends and one niece, Carla, but when it came to my will, I left her my business, a little detective agency in Red Sands Bay. I thought Carla would sell the place, but instead of making a quick buck, she did exactly what I would do. She came to investigate. Well, Uncle, why did you kill yourself? The answer's got to be in one of these tapes. Any last messages? Now, who the hell do you think you are, lady, stealing my clients and trying to kill them? Hey, I was saving her. You're really something. I'm an outsider now. Dangerous, eh? There's nothing worse than that in this town. But I suppose you'd know that. Oh, you have no idea. Well, locals here, they hear the bells, they turn away. And tourists should do the same, Miss Marley. The bells bring one thing, and that's death. So I need to be careful, and I can't trust anyone. Anyone, Tiff. Only at PendantAudio.com Hi, my name's Paul Vincent. I host a bi-weekly podcast called The Legends of King Arthur and His Knights, telling the whole story from beginning to end. Please come and have a listen by going to www.mythandhistory2.podbean.com or going onto iTunes and searching for The Legends of King Arthur and His Knights. Hopefully, I'll be speaking to you again soon. Buongiorno. I am Flaudio, and I am very interested in what makes audio drama work. I want to share with you my recipe for a perfect evening, an evening for two lovers, lovers of audio drama. When I plan an audio drama, I want to make sure that everything is perfect for us. The soundscape is the most important thing to set the mood for the night. When I lay in a special ambiance or sound effect, it is very important because it can express what I feel so perfectly. A sound effect can speak for the story when words just cannot capture the love I feel. Love I feel for you. When it is dark, I turn on the sound effects, I turn up the soundscape, and the voices can then dance in a perfect state of bliss, where there is no world except the one we make with our love. 
No time except what is needed for our story to play out. A story that we will make come true. This audio drama public service announcement was brought to you by the Amigos. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.